into my life when I haven't done the work and then I end up hurting them because I'm not capable of being my best self. Now, I can make much of the time that you've lost, but if I could go back in time, I would definitely tell my young self, man, start this healing journey, man. Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. What's going on, my brother? Man, it feels good to be back, my G. Yes, sir. A lot of new things going on. Yeah, man. New seasons, new things popping off, man. Hey, I love it. I love it. Well, as we always do, before we get into any topics, we always like to just invite God to be in our midst as we talk about different topics on this podcast. So let's go ahead and do that real quick. All right. I believe it's my goal. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to uh, just talk about our life and talk about how you are in our life. Uh, thank you for our audience. Thank you for everyone who is joining and who has spread the podcast and encouraged us to keep going. We want to ask that the message that we hope to deliver today, that it will be in line with uh, what you have intended for us. We just ask that anybody who's tuned in to this podcast, who is going through a change in a season, whether it's expected or unexpected, that we may help them understand that God is always there with them through these seasons. They don't need to look to any other outside sources to kind of lead them in this season. And we just hope that you will help us in this time because we're both going through different seasons. And we're just asking that you will give us the right words to say, you will give us the right actions to do, and that you will help us in our journey because we know it's not easy. So I thank you, Lord, for being with us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Bro, so kind of was touching on this before we hopped on the podcast and we're talking about seasons, right? So we all have the expected seasons that we want to be in. And then we got the unexpected stuff that goes on. Like for me, I would say, you know, my expectation from maybe like in my 20s, I was expecting to probably have like some kids right now. Um, I was expecting, I was expecting to be a millionaire too. You feel me? Like there was going to be money. I just knew it was going to happen. And then things don't pan out that way, right? And then you got to adjust to that. And then, you know, there's the unexpected stuff, right? Where it's like, all right, well, oof, I'm here right now. I didn't expect this. And sometimes it could be disappoint. Just it could be met with disappointment. You could then just, you know, feel like, okay, well, who do I have to blame for all of this? So there's a lot that goes on with just like the seasons that we're in. Now, we got to touch on the season that you are in, my brother, because... Something's changed. Something's different from the last time. Oh, you smell man. a little different. Oh, smell, man. Hey, hey, what's going on with you? This guy. So as my guy was alluding to, I've been married for a week and a day. I got married last Friday. So um, yeah, man, stepping out of single season and into marriage and covenant is a is a big shift. But like, man, it's been sweet. Like just even though I was only be a week, it's been a week. It's been sweet, like being in this this new season, I found myself thanking God, even in my quiet time, just being, having gratitude for this season, thanking God for my wife, thanking God for the home we have over our head and just thanking him for for bringing us together. So man, I think we don't give thanks enough for previous seasons, but give thanks for new seasons, right? Mm-hmm. It's always this wanting to speed up to what's next, what's next, what's next, instead of saying, no, oh, man, like the season that I'm in is sweet and I thank God for it. So for me, I thank God for this new season, this new season of 
of marriage and just and just freshness and and newness, man. It's, it's sweet. So you mentioned stepping out of single season. Do you think there's just two seasons in dating in terms of single season and then you got the married season? Because you know some people say, "Hey, you're single until you're married." Some people say, "Well, you know, it's a boyfriend girlfriend phase." So I would say. Like, single to your man. I'm just talking about, like, officially to you, you know, join together. But everything else is kind of like a prom, like a promise. Everything before yeah. then is kind of a yeah. promise and kind of a mutual um, mutual thing between the two of y'all. But at the end of the day, it's, it's real once y'all are at the altar, saying them vows, exchanging them rings, you know, signing them papers, right? That's yeah. where it's, yeah. it becomes real. So I would say, yeah, it's two seasons because even when you're, quote unquote dating and you're not married yet, you're at that point you're still kind of just responsible for yourself. Right? Yeah. And look, I can speak on that too because I have a little bit of experience with that. You know, hey, of course there could be more emotional attachments, right? But you're single and then you get married and then you're not single. Um, I think sometimes people disagree with that. <laughs> but I mean the truth is in that single season, you're still learning about that person and you might learn something about that person where it's like, hey, look, I could walk away, right? But in marriage, it's a little bit of a deeper, it, it, it's a covenant, right? Uh, being in a relationship, that's, it, it, it's not a covenant. You know, it's, hey, look, let's work on this, but there's no, you know, hey, I promise to love you forever. You know, exactly. There's no ring. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you on that. I would say the season I'm in right now, I don't know what to term it. I don't know what to call it. But I will say if I could, if I could apply a word to the season that I'm in right now, I would say confusing. I would say confusing because I think I'm trying to just figure out yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure things out, you know. Um, I shared with people on the podcast that, you know, hey, I'm no longer engaged. So, you know, yes, I get, you know, there's a, okay, he's a single man type of thing. But it's also, okay, well, how, where do I put my focus in next? Um, and I know it's not just dating, like, oh, I just got to hit the streets or whatever. Um, I've been doing a lot of busy work, right? I've been working the nine to five. I bought a barbershop. We thank God for giving me the ability to do that. Um, I'm coaching some of my nephews. I still work with uh, different small businesses as a virtual CFO. So I'm doing all these things. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes it gets a little confusing in terms of, man, am I just doing all of this to just keep busy? Or is like, like what exactly is going on in the season? So that's, that's my word to describe my season. Do you, do you feel like you're you're also in the season where you're trying to navigate your your mental, navigate like your your heart and your mind, and I guess trying to get back to I want to say like baseline, but getting back to center, trying to figure out what that what that looks like. Yeah, bro, it's difficult, man. It's difficult because we've talked and you've told me, hey, you should explore therapy because I have been through some things, and in my mind. I'm just like, bro, I'm good. Like, I'm really good. Like, you don't know me like that. I'm good, bro. But then when all the work comes to a pause and I'm just left with myself, sometimes I just have these thoughts, right? So 
I'm, I'm actually starting therapy. I just went ahead and paid for it because I was cheating myself. I was basically telling myself, well, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep looking, just keep looking. But I was just postponing it, you know. So I just went ahead and signed up. So I think the question you asked was, like, where am I at mentally? Well, yeah, essentially, like, would you say in this season you're trying to navigate your mental, like, your, your physical, like... Oh, yeah. You're trying to navigate getting those things to, like, a, a healthier... Becoming, being that you're coming out of a season here and you're kind of in a new, unfamiliar place, you feel like you're trying to kind of get to a to a healthy space. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm doing laps in the pool right now, and I'm 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 trying to get to the place where I could say, okay, I can finally rest, you know. But it's a continuous thing for me, uh, and it is difficult because. I want to enjoy life, right? Like, I, I just want to tell myself, hey, you're, you're great, you're good, you're fine. But if I don't do the work now, I did have somebody tell me, hey, you don't want to bleed on somebody else. You know, so if I don't do the work now, I'll end up bleeding on somebody else. Man, I know. I'm going to just be 100, trans- 100, 100, 100 on this and just be transparent. Like, even for me coming into this new season, like, I'm still trying to figure out, again, even though it's still new, I'm trying to figure out how to establish like new habits. Cause like when you're like, when it's just you, you have like an established routine. But like now that I have a wife, we're trying to now build habits and routines together. Like obviously like I want to make, I want her and I want me to maintain good habits for ourselves individually. But like now having to, there's two things. Now having to rework your, like kind of your routine around a partner and now also develop a routine with yeah. someone is again we're, we're only a weekend but like I don't know what that looks like yet I'm still trying to figure that out I'm still trying to like navigate that and understand what that what that looks like so I just wanted to share that as well that I'm in a season two where I'm just trying to figure out this is new being a husband like yeah like having a partner it's, it's new to me so so question have you cut on the PS5 since you've been married I mean, it's not even, even, that's part of me having a healthy routine for myself. Yeah. But like, for example, like I haven't, I haven't started going to the gym yet. Like I haven't yeah. played video games yet. Like all these things that I like doing, I haven't had time to do it. Cause like with having a new routine, I have to figure out where to put it. Yeah. So once I figure out where to put it, it'll be more, it'll be part of my new natural routine in addition to having a wife. Right. So that's yeah. pretty much, I just don't know where to put it yet. Yeah, and another thing that I know has gone on with you is not only did you get married, but now you guys are living together. Exactly. Time. So um, I know that could bring its own, you know, there's newness behind it, and um, that that could be difficult. Yeah, and we don't talk about when you get into a new season that sometimes you're going to have to reprioritize things. Not that you can't do them anymore. You just got to have a schedule. You, you got to have a regimen. You got to have a a way to kind of tweak this. We don't talk about that. But we'll get we'll yeah. get into that later in the episode. Yeah, man. So did you feel like, or do you feel like you're prepared for the season that you're in right now? Funny enough, I realized this, that I did a lot of good work. Like, we did a lot of good work individually and together. Like, I've talked about on the pod. I do go to therapy. Like, for the, so that's personal work, right? I did my own personal trauma and unpacking stuff. Me and my wife, we go to couples counseling, and we also did premarital before we got married, right? So having counsel has been probably one of the most effective things. We also have older couples in church that we're in groups with that mentor us and stuff. One thing I realized is 
whether personally or collectively, you can never have enough help. There's mm -hmm. no such thing as having enough help. And, and like that has helped us up to this point. And now that we're at the point, I'm learning that I still need continue, not really preparation, but like refining. Think of it like a yeah. car, right? Like yeah. we, so it, we did, I did all this stuff to make sure me as a car, us as a married unit, we run well. But now the car is gonna require maintenance. So, you know, that's the oil change, the brakes, and all that stuff. So I gotta keep doing work to make sure in the, in this season and as we transition now, you know, we run smoothly, so. Yeah, now let me, let me, let me ask a, a piercing question, right? When you say, um, you know, there's nothing like too much help. With every help that you get, sometimes it could be a different perspective, right? Um, no one person is exactly the same. Um, how do you manage that, right? Because, you know, somebody could say, oh, well, you know, hey, as a couple, this should be the thing, you know, another person could say yeah, it differently. Yeah, I like that question, bro. Yeah. So this is a big thing. Discernment, right? The Lord has given us wisdom and discernment, mm -hmm. right? So being able to discern the different voices, take the good, take what applies to you and your, your wife or husband or, you know, you two as people. Because at the end of the day, you, you two all know each other yeah. well. God knows you well. You two know each other well. So you all know what, what can be helpful. And that one thing I would say, too, is that the Lord is intentional in the people he brings into your life. So me and my wife... The people that he's brought into our life, are he's been very intentional in surrounding us with um, Christ honoring, like and just people that really pour into us and are intentional with the words they speak over us. And yeah. they're not they're not giving us careless words. Literally, every word that's been spoken over us has been yeah. has been intentional, has been encouraging, yeah. and has been something that we can attach to. Yeah, and you know, to that point, I will say it's better to have the full set of screwdrivers when you have to undo something, right? I don't know about you, but when I moved into my place, there were situations where I had to unscrew stuff and I was using like the little knife because I didn't have all the screwdrivers. And it's like, man, if I had all these screwdrivers where I only needed one, but I had those options, hey, it's better than me breaking my good knives because I'm trying to unscrew something with something that shouldn't be used as a screwdriver. You know, so in terms of help, I do think um, it doesn't hurt to get as much help as possible. Now, like you said, the discernment, right? So picking the right screwdriver, right? You might need a Phillips for this, or you might need something else for another type of screw. Um, it might be something where you need a longer screwdriver or whatever, but um, that discernment piece is key, right? Because sometimes people do get a bunch of advice and they don't have that discernment piece, and now they're trying to apply everything to their situation, and that can be, that can be catastrophic. I will say. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to now focus that question on me in terms of, you know, uh, that I feel like I'm prepared for this season. Bro, I was not prepared at all. I was not prepared at all. I do think I'm where I'm supposed to be. But in terms of the preparation, uh, nah, I don't even know how I could have prepared for this. Um, as I mentioned before, it is difficult. Um, now, I'm, I'm in this season where right now I'm, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, add so much more purpose into just this time of mine. But in terms of the preparation, hey, I wasn't going to therapy. <laughs> um, 
Well, we, we were doing like couples therapy at the time. But after that, I, I stopped. I didn't go to the same uh, therapist. I am trying to get into therapy now. But, bro, I wasn't prepared. You know, I was, I was reading my word. I picked a new church. Um, I'm, I just got a text for me to start serving at this church. So I, I was just trying to stay busy, man. Um, I wasn't really prepared for it, but I was like, look, I don't want to sit here and be idle. Mm-hmm. And then I fall into some bad habits that I've had in the past, you know? So, yeah, I wasn't prepared for it at all, man. Do you feel like the preparation you're doing now with, not even, well, obviously, like, going to therapy. By the way, I just want to say kudos to you, congratulations. And not even just that, but, like, it takes a lot of courage to do that, mm-hmm. right? And I want to encourage you in that. And Like, you taking these steps are going to work wonders in your life. And I feel like God is going to use it to help you shed a lot of things. Because, bro, like, if I if I just tell you the stuff, the way God wants to use you, bro, you just, like, once, like, you're doing this work, bro, it's going to benefit generations in your yeah. family. Yeah. Right. The amount of um, curse breaking that you're gonna do, like even if you, if you only knew the amount, of, if you only knew the anointing that's on your life, that the things God is calling you to do, bro, like you doing this is gonna, it's gonna free so many generations in your family to come. Like you taking this this step, man. So I just yeah. want to just say kudos to you, King, man. And just like I just want you to know that even in the area of business, where the way God is gonna help you and. In just so many ways, you're just gonna see it manifest as you take these steps of healing and seeking His face, man. He's gonna unlock so many things for you, man. So I just want to share that with you. Yeah, and one of the things that made me realize how important getting help was is, look, the work is gonna show up regardless, right? So whether or not I want to do the work now, I'm gonna have to do work at a later time, right? Whether that means when I get a partner and you know, as men, there's always work for us to do in these relationships where if you're not your best self, then, hey, you're going to struggle in that department. Or whether it's me having kids at a later time, they're going to look upon me and I have. So the work has to get done, you know, and I was looking at it and I'm like, I don't want to invite anybody into my life when I haven't done the work and then I end up hurting them because I'm not capable of being my best self. So, hey, we're going to get this work done. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I'm thankful to God for friends like you who have um, kind of kept me accountable, too. You know, uh, you had sent me, well, you, you had asked me about it. You had sent me a link to somebody that I could uh, use. And I, I thank you for that because friends are important, especially friends that you understand have done some of that work. You know, because we've had conversations outside of just the podcast, and you've told me about all the advantages, all the things that you've gone through and how therapy has helped you. So it, it, it feels good having a friend who's speaking from experience, you know, not just from, oh, I heard this on the show and they said it was good, you know, and that could be good as well. So would you say that having the right friends or the right circle is important for seasons, for seasons of life that you're in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you this real life example. There are some friends that have helped me in terms of understanding who I really am. What I mean by that is, you know, the world will put so many labels on you. You know, they'll tell you, oh, you're this, you're that, you know. And I've had friends tell me like, hey, bro, look, you are this. They they help affirm who I really am. Like 
you even talking on this podcast about, you know, how God is going to use me, you know, you don't know how helpful that is, you know, because sometimes you just feel as though you're not good enough. You know, like, man, I've, I've, I've failed in this thing that God has given me. I failed to um, get to the finish line. So it's like, am I even worthy of getting another task? And it's just human emotions, you know. So you saying that is important. You know, you saying that is helpful. Um, now, you could have friends like, bro, in the book of Job, Remember Joe's friends, right? <laughs> it was like, curse God and die. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So imagine having friends like that and you're in this funk where you're just like, yo, matter of fact, they right. I'm just going, hey. So, yeah, friends are important, man. That just came to mind. Uh, friends are really important. I would definitely say it. Now, speaking of uh, the Bible, I was talking about Joe. Do you feel like you relate to any person in the Bible in this season that you're in right now? That is a great question. Because, like, for me, there's so many people that come to mind, right? I think of, like, yeah, I just think of so many people. But I think one person that comes to mind is, like, David. Okay. How, like, how he had different uh, transitions. How, like, obviously, like, he was, he was anointed to be king of Israel, as, you know, as a, as a kid. He was a shepherd boy. God, you know, God was training him even as a, a shepherd boy, learning how to tend to sheep, right? And, and then learning how to tend to sheep and how to defend sheep, you know, how he would, um, you know, defend them from bears and lions, how, like, he talked about how he would, you know, tear, you know, beat them, essentially beat them joints up and how that prepared him to fight Goliath, right? And then how that also ultimately prepared him to lead God's people, right? So pretty much how God was helping him in every season for what was ahead. God yeah. was preparing him for his destiny. I feel the same. I, I can relate to that because I felt like at every point in my life, God was preparing me for this. Not saying that God put me in difficult things, but all those difficult things I went through, God used them to fashion me, bring me through them. I can, I can go back to those points and remember what God delivered me from to get me to here. And all those things prepared me for here prepared me for the role of being a husband, but brought me for the role of being a counselor, right? It's part yeah. of the reason I didn't realize now, talking to you and talking to a lot of men at church, that I'm able to now relate to men, mm. especially men issues. I feel like God is preparing me for that. Right? Yeah. But all those seasons, everything I've gone through to this point is now allowing me to counsel, um, to be an ear, right? To, to encourage, right? To speak what is true, kind of like what you just said. Like you as my friend, Bro, I can speak truth to your heart and truth to your mind when you don't feel like yourself. I can be like, come on, G, that's not who you are, bro. This is who you are. Especially when like, you're saying when you feel down and stuff. So I feel like David is somebody that I relate to in this season. What about you? There's a couple people that come to mind. Uh, first person is Martha. So I feel like I'm doing a lot of busy work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think I've told you, I want to kind of write a list of everything I'm doing and prioritize it. And at the first should be just God, right, mm -hmm. in everything that I do. But I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm creating a lot of work that makes me look like I'm doing the work, mm -hmm. right? But I'm truly not doing the work. I'm just, I'm just staying busy. I'm just staying busy. So, you know, Martha in the Bible, she got mad at Mary because Mary was, you know, just 
maybe was doing the work, right? But Martha is doing the stuff where, where social media can see, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, look at, look at this. Oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I, I, I do feel like, hey, I got to strip, strip these uh, little busy tasks and actually do the work. Um, I also relate to what I would call the rich man, where the, the rich man who's like, hey, I've done everything. You know, I'm doing everything. You know, what, what else do I have to do? You know, Jesus instructs him, well, sell all your possessions. And, and I think for me, it's like, hey, look, I the stuff I'm doing on paper looks good. I, I can I can say, you know, if I was looking at a different person, I'd say, oh, man, this person is very well put together. You know, but for me, it's still just, hey, um, strip out all these layers. Just mm-hmm. show me exactly who you are. Show me all the emotions that you're holding in, in terms of, you know, there's some form of disappointment. Uh, there, there's a form of, I, I'll be honest, um, and this is no shade to anybody, but there's also a form of like regret, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, man, I wish I didn't have to go through all of these things now. Um, but I know God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think um, venting in the right setting will help me. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Those are two people that I feel like I can relate to right now. Man, that's real. I just feel like this conversation is relevant to so many people. And bro, this literally just popped into my spirit. I think one thing I've learned, especially as a millennial, is because I've struggled with this as well too. And I would love to hear what you got to say about this. We're not taught how to transition well. Do you ever feel like sometimes you've left a season with stuff undone? Like there was something God wanted you to do in a previous season. Not to say like. We know God is the author of time, so things can be redeemed. But like there was something you were supposed to do, or let's say it's something you started, you didn't finish well, and then you jumped into something else. It's like we don't, or like either we don't end relationships well, we don't end, yeah, we yeah. don't end friendships well, we don't end romantic relationships well, we don't end business relationships well, we don't, we don't end a lot of seasons well before we transition into the next project or the next, you know, thing. Right, we're not taught how to do that yeah. well. Yeah, bro, I feel like you're the therapist right now. <laughs> I feel like you're the therapist right now because if I'm just being transparent, I don't think I end relationships well. But it's it's difficult for me because I also don't want to just have things lag. Right, I've I've been in that situation where I'm in a relationship that's dead. But I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to carry it on. I'm just going to carry it on. You know, so it's trying to find that sweet spot. And ultimately, it's I would love for my next relationship to be my last. You know, I think it's 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 kind of cliche at this point, right? Because most people say that, right? It's like, oh, yeah, you meet someone. It's like, yeah, I would love for this relationship to be my last or whatever. But I can, I can take that. Uh, it's passive criticism because I know you're just talking in general. But yeah. it does apply to me, right? Um, and I can take that and say, hey, that is something that I want to dive deeper into, um, get a better understanding of. And as men, the reason why we don't transition well is because we're always a pat on the back away from <laughs> moving on. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yo, you good, bro. You going to be good. Hey, bro, let's get out here. Or, you know, it could be a woman, too, who's like, oh, no, but you're a king. Well, you're this. And then it's just like, OK, well, hey, let me just move on and sometimes you have to take a pause like bro i don't know about you but sometimes when the seasons change 
when it goes from winter to like uh, summer or something mm-hmm. in between, sometimes you have a little cold, you have a little sniffle where it's like, all right, look, I just gotta, you know, drink some tea, I gotta do a detox, I gotta do something, right? And I feel like as men, we're missing out on that pause time, right? We're missing yeah. out on that, yo, I got a cold because the seasons changed and now I can't move like I normally move. Mm-hmm. We just switching seasons and we just taking a little tissue, blowing our nose and just going about. That's right. And I think another thing we miss in transitions is, is lessons. Yeah. One thing God has guided me with is sometimes people think like, man, especially like when it's time to transition out of a job, maybe like you're fed up at your job or something, but I'm like, whatever you didn't accomplish there at your new place, that thing God wanted you to accomplish before you can transition to the next level in your, in your career, maybe that's being a leader or whatever, you didn't accomplish it. Mm. Right, so what happens is you're in a new season, you didn't transition well. And the thing that you didn't do at the last season is gonna follow you on your next job. It's yeah. gonna follow you into your next relationship. It'll follow you to your next business relationship. All these, you know, whatever that thing God wanted you to learn, because you didn't learn it well in the last season, it's like you you could have been ahead. Mm-hmm. So and I speak from transparency, like I haven't ha- always handled that well. Yeah. I haven't. And I can see, okay, man, this is something I should have learned either at my last job or in my last relationship or my last business partnership, whatever. Like, these are all things I should have done. And because yeah. I didn't do it well, I have to do it now before I can kind of move to the next thing. So, yeah. So let's talk to our former selves. So go back 10 years and <laughs> give yourself some advice based on what you know about the season you're in now. Man, if I could talk to my old self 10 years ago, I would... I would have definitely gone to therapy earlier. I would have definitely opened myself up more about my trauma and pain, my struggles with pornography and sexual sin. Mm-hmm. I think I would have I would have been I would have been more transparent about that. I think I would have been more transparent about my father wounds, like like heal from the hurt from from your parents, you know, splitting up. Like I think I would have like addressed a lot of that and started doing self work earlier. Yeah. But again, you don't know what you don't know. At twenty two, like but you don't know all that. You don't see the effects of all that. You're not really aware of it. But like, if I could go back 10 years, I think I would really just really start the journey of like self-healing. And like really just also trusting, like inviting God into that process. Like I like maybe like asking God to lead me to, you know, a good therapist for wise counsel, you know, maybe finding a church, you know, a, a church where I could like really thrive and grow and, you know, finding a mentor, a man of God, like, you know, finding someone that I wanted to be like, right? Like maybe like a family man or somebody that I looked up to, like really finding those things earlier, right? But I realized one thing I'll say about this is God does not waste any time. Right? Yeah. I think we we forget because we live in, we live in time. So we're limited by space and time. Mm-hmm. And we forget that our father lives outside of it. Yeah. So he can always, even the Bible talks about how he will, how he, how we can, how he will redeem the time that we lost from the, I think the King Coram and all that stuff. It's, it's in the Old Testament, but essentially the whole gist of it is that God can make much of time that you've lost. But I, if I could go back in time, I would definitely tell my young self, man, start this healing journey, man. Just start it. But what about you? What would you tell young, young Tobey back then? Man, if I could go back 10 years, uh, knowing what I know about this season that I'm in now, the first thing I would tell myself is, bro, you're not as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought mm-hmm. I was, uh, I thought I was just the best, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and if I would have realized early on that I'm not as good as I thought I was, I probably would have started getting help earlier, right? And then I would also just tell myself that it's okay to need help. You know, I felt as though when I was younger, I looked at help as just having an illness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy out here. You know, you can't put that, you can't label me as, oh, he's sick type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so just getting comfortable with, uh, you know, getting help. And then I would also say, yo, you got to fall in love with yourself. I feel as though now in this season, I'm, I'm learning things about myself that I wish I would have learned earlier. So, for example, one thing is I actually do enjoy cooking a little bit. You know, now I'm not cooking all these different dishes, yeah. but I just when I was younger, it was just I, my, my, my mindset was I just didn't want to explore certain things. You know, so in this season I'm in right now where, you know, sometimes there's some idle time. I'm always trying to figure out, OK, well, what do you love to do? You know, and that's been a little tough because I have associated things that I love to do with a partner. Right. And it's, it's all good. But sometimes you got to <laughs> just figure out like, yo, no, what, what exactly do you like to do? I watch shows just because my partner was watching shows. I don't really like watching these shows by myself, you know, so I did figure out, hey, I do like decor, you know, and I've never been a decor guy because I've always had somebody in my life that just be telling me stuff like, oh, no, it should be like this. Yeah. But now I'm by myself. I'm like, wait a minute. I actually want it to be like this, you know, so I would tell my younger self to uh, just figure out what you love early on, you know. Uh, yeah, those are some things I would tell myself. Man, yeah. that, it would just be cool to, to just have that. Oh, this is a big thing, too. If, I think I would tell my younger self, too, is, man, just learn to love yourself, man. Oh, yeah. Just learn yeah, to love yeah. yourself. Yeah, but for men, sometimes it's, it's hard to do that. Because, so what are some healthy ways that men have to love themselves? Because one thing I will say is, Society will deem us as, you know, like weird for doing certain things. Right, it's, it's wild. I, one thing, and my wife taught me this, is write, this helped me. I started writing biblical affirmations. Like I would write, I would write it on my mirror. I would write on sticky notes, you're a child of God, you're a king, and you're a son of the Most High. Yeah. And I, and I was, I would repeat it to myself in the mirror. Yeah. Like get comfortable saying it to myself in the mirror. And I've learned when you when you affirm God's truth and you say it, say it out loud and you say to yourself, look yourself in the mirror, it builds a health, a godly confidence like because you're like, oh, this is my dad. I look like I take I have my dad's DNA. I'm his son. And like you're repeating that in the mirror. And it's like you're, you're affirming your soul. And it's like, OK, that's who I am. And imagine it's like it's like the stamp you get from like family, like your big brother or. Yeah. My man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I see, it's like that, that, that affirmation. But instead of it coming externally, you're doing it to yourself. Hmm. And, and, you know, and it's healthy. I learned this, especially as a child of God, like, it talks about in the Bible, David would encourage himself in the Lord. He would, he would speak to his soul. He'd be like, why are you downcast so much? So basically saying like, yo, what's up with you, man? Remember who you are. Hmm. Like, you David, man. You killed Goliath. You got, like, you're God's son. Yeah. Yeah. Right, not, not to bite Nas, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you're yeah. God's son. That's how you, yeah. you, know, you should refer to yourself. Have you had to cut anyone off in this new season that you're in? So have I had to? Yeah. 
Man, so this is this is a hard fact in life. We just, we just gonna say it straight. That's one thing me and Toby are about. Some people can't follow you. Some people cannot follow you to the next season. They can't, and it doesn't matter how long you've loved them. It's my boy. It's my bro. But like, and whether you want to do it or not, God is gonna do it. Certain people, and your spirit, it's gonna tell you. Your spirit is gonna tell you, like, yeah, they can't. Either they can't come with you, or their access has to decrease to you as you transition to this next season. And it's a hard pill to swallow. A lot of people yeah. struggle with it. Yeah. No, I've, I've had to cut some people off. I've had to cut some people off that I love. And sometimes it also involves just dialing back. Right? So yep. it's not like a hard, like, hey, I got to pick up the phone and be like, yo, stop hitting me up. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's just more so, well, you're not going to have as much access to me as you did before. Um, and it can be painful because some of these people bring you joy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like some of these people, it's like, man, I can call this boy up and we're going to start reminiscing. And oh, we got to get into this. The, the confusion behind reminiscing. I don't know about you. I have a lot of friends who, when we have a good time, it's always around jokes behind the past, right? Like, oh, boy, I remember when he used to do this. I remember, oh, yo, you was crazy, God. bro. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And, and you want them to see you for who you are today, but it's just like, bro, but at one time. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. I had a conversation with one of my boys at church, and he was even telling me how he had to dial back on a friend who was still stuck in, like, I think he said, like, their high school days or whatever. He was like, Bro, that was so long ago, and you you can't like you're still on that. Yeah, like you really gotta move with people that are grateful for the season that they're in, and also like taking steps towards the next one. I'm not saying like overt, like just trying to jump to the next one, but people that are grateful and living in the moment now while also preparing for the future. Those are the type of people you really gotta rock with. You can't be with people that are stuck on college. Hey, bro, you remember back, remember back then you used to bag like ten joints yeah. on campus, son. You remember used to knock all them down. I was like, bro, Wait, yes, I did. No, but just you used me to bag ten. No, no, I'm just saying like, <laughs> come on, bro. I had a sauce like that back then. But yeah, I was I was kind of a gum back then. You know, I, I didn't have a beard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was struggling back no, then. But the whole point is like, like you you don't want to be stuck on the past, and we all know people like that. It's like. Bro, like, bro, like, what are you doing today? Like, I'm not trying to hear about 10 years ago. Like, Yeah, and it reminds me of a, of, of a fishing line, like a little hook, mm -hmm. right? Because, look, as a man, we got to put away these childish things, mm -hmm. you know? But if you dwell on these childish things, at some point, you're going to bite the hook. And it's going to yank you right back into that thing. You know, if you're still reminiscing on the quote-unquote glory days, which now that I even think about it, those were some of my dirtiest days, yeah. right? If you still reminisce about that, I mean, these are thoughts that get planted in your head that at some point are going to materialize and become an action. And the enemy may try to remind you of, oh, you still got the sauce. Come on, man. You know hey, you still got it. I don't know about you, but has anything from your past ever randomly popped up? Like you just get a random text like back in the day where it's like, oh, man, I thought, I thought. You, not, not really the text per se, but. I mean, I, I did change my number, but uh, but it's more so like thoughts. Yeah. Like things will pop in my head and like you have to be very um, to the point where you just knock those thoughts out. You have to, because the enemy is going to, he's not like, he's super crafty. He's going to, yeah. And he's going to try to remind you of like, whether it was pornography or people you slept with, like, oh, you remember it? Like, you know, he's always going to try to have you reminisce on the past. 
But that's where, as a child of God, you gotta be like, no, I don't live there anymore. I like, I'm in a new season. Yeah, and I would say be weary of convenience in your new season. Mm -hmm. All right, so it could be convenient for somebody to just come over and comfort you in this new season. It could be convenient for you to run into somebody at a grocery store and it's like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this is, we get all, just be weary, just be weary. You know, so it's not to say that you can't run into somebody and it's a blessing. It's not to say that, but just be weary of it and understand that sometimes when you're in a new season, you're looking for something that will remind you of an old season, right? So I'm in this new season. Oh, man, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, but wait, there's this old thing. There's this old person <laughs> that reminds me of my old season. So let me just hold on to that because there's some warmth in that, right? And when we repent, when we ask God for forgiveness, God looks at us and says, okay, hey, this person is moving forward, mm -hmm. okay? God is not somebody who looks at you and he says, hey, you're your sin, okay? He forgives you. And now you're supposed to look forward and say, okay, hey, let me be this new person, right? But when you get that comfortable person, when you get that comfortable thing, and it, it is going to give you warmth, right? Because it's like, oh, I'm used to this. I know I know how to manipulate this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to be wary. You got to be wary. But part of that is you have to fully commit to the season that you're in. You can't be wearing hoodies in the summertime mm -hmm. unless you want a heat stroke, right? You have to dress up. Hey. You have to dress accordingly for the season that you're in. I like that. Yeah. You have to. There's no ways around it. You have to be in the right attire for the season that you are in. Yeah. And we can't we can't spend time looking backwards because if we look backwards, we can't go forwards. Bro, I like that, man. And since we're talking about season, please pray for my Lakers. Um, we're in <laughs> what the uh, ninth spot right now, or something like that. So hopefully, we make the plane. And then we make a playoffs. For this guy, yeah. bro. My team, Wizards, we're trash. So don't oh, of even, course. We know that. Yeah, we're we doomed. Know we know that. But don't even bother praying for the Wizards. So it is what it is. But hey, we always share scripture on the podcast. So what do you want to share with the listeners today? So I'm going to go with one of my um, favorite scriptures from David's son, Funain of Solomon, um, in the book of Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, reading from the new KJV. And it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So, man, the gist of this scripture is pretty much there is something to every season. There is nothing in any season that is wasted, right? So everything in the season has a purpose, and it's for an appointed time, right? So that means every season of your life, God is always doing something. Now, it's up to you whether or not you're going to perceive it or you're going to miss it. So I just want to encourage y'all. No matter whatever season you're in, ask God, like even in your prayers, be like, Lord, what is it you want me to learn in this season? What is it that you don't want me to miss? And what are the things that you want to shape me in, in this season, in this time? So I pray that the scripture encourages whoever hears this. So yeah, that's what I got. Nice. So I want to share a scripture from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 and 36. I'm reading from the NIV version. And it goes, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised, right? So confidence, right? I think when you get into a new season, your confidence might take a hit, right? Because you just, it's unknown, you don't know what's going on. But 
God has actually given us promises. Now, God will not say, okay, hey, as soon as you make this turn, I'll give you a million dollars. He's not going to tell you that. But you do know that God has things planned for you. Mm-hmm. you know? And if we trust that God is a good God, if we trust that God has carried us this far, because there have been so many situations where I'm just like, I don't even know how I'm getting out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, God has carried me this far. Hey, have confidence in this new season mm-hmm. that if you can obey God, that he will bless you, mm-hmm. you know, and blessings come in many different shapes and forms. Um, I think sometimes we get caught up because it's like, well, I need this now. You know, you feel like you were saying this, this timing thing, right? Like you feel like, hey, this is the closing hour. If I don't get this now, it's over for me. And God is sitting there looking at you and saying, you don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah. You know, so Hebrews uh, chapter 10 Make sure you're confident in this season, you know, because if you lack confidence, sometimes that's when the enemy comes in and he knows where to pinch you at because you're weakened. So Mm -hmm. um, be confident. And as the word said, persevere so that once you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Yes, sir. Yeah. So before we head out, I want to make sure we let people know where they can go ahead and follow us, uh, learn more about the podcast. So make sure you check us out at Urban Theology Podcast that's on Instagram. And you can also check us out on our website, urbantheologypodcast.com. That is up and running. Uh, If you want to catch up with me, you can always catch up with me on Instagram or at btoconsult.com. That is my uh, consultation company. Uh, My Instagram, my Twitter is longlivetobe. And uh, if y'all want to see me, y'all can see me on Urban Theology IG. I'm there. Also, uh, we're on YouTube now. So yes, if you sir. want to watch the episodes, uh, what's our, what's our YouTube handle again? YouTube handle is no space, right? Just urban theology. No space in between urban and theology. Yep, and that's where y'all can start seeing uploads of the video content. If y'all want to see these handsome faces, I know I'm spoken for you. Know what I'm saying? Amen. Oh, yeah, that's where y'all. That's where y'all can. Y'all can. Yeah, that's like this. a gang sign. <laughs> Well, hey, look, thank you guys for joining. This is episode four of season five. And if you get that wrong, please give us some grace. We can edit it. (laughs) But yeah, man, thank you for joining. And hopefully this has blessed your day. Please go ahead and share this with somebody who might need to hear this. Peace, man. We love y'all. Peace.